America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L. Just like it sounds, Royal Blue, and I'm here today and every week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. Thank you for joining us. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners from Native Voice One as well. The Royal Treatment has some sponsors, and we'd like to give them a shout out. First, Turtle Healing Band Clinic, where I work here in Las Vegas. The Turtle Healing Band Clinic is under the jurisdiction of an Indian nation, the Co Tribe of Indians, to be exact, along with the First Nation Medical Board. First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners such as myself who practice alternative medicine, but the government calls it traditional medicine, and the Crow tribe of Indians have exercised their jurisdiction over this practice of medicine for your benefit, as well as for the protection of all practitioners such as myself in all 50 states. Why is this important? Well, many of them, such as the Nature Pass, do not have a board. I think there's about 27 states where they do not have a board and need such protection, and all doctors, MDs, and DOs need dual licensure if they're going to be doing anything alternative. Otherwise, they stand the risk of being scrutinized and perhaps even crucified by their state medical boards. This is where dual jurisdiction comes in handy. That means that you have one board that supervises your practice of drugs and surgery and a second board that supervises your practice of natural medical alternatives. This is extremely important. And the interesting thing about it is there's not one state in this country that has exercised jurisdiction over the practice of traditional medicine, just the Crow tribe of Indians. Why? Because the federal government told them if they want it, it's up to them because they want nothing to do with it. Indian Health Services does not have jurisdiction over this practice of medicine. So that's the long and short of it. If you need to reach us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, you can, of course, always find us on the internet at the website with the same name, turtlehealingbandclinic.com, or call us at 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454. We do have an email that you can contact us. You can email us at thbclinics, I'm sorry, thbclinic, no S, dot com, thbclinic, all one word, uh, Dot com. That is a website address. Um, anyway, you can reach us by calling or emailing me directly, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at royalmedicalclinic.com. Well, we got lots to talk about today. As usual, we'll be going through our obituaries, people who died just this last week, locally and internationally, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. We're going to be talking about natural kinase again. We ended our program last week with some information that was, well, frankly, a little too complicated. So we want to carry on with something that might be a little more simplistic to help drive the point home about how important natural kinase is. For example, I had a patient in my office yesterday. He's going to be having surgery for the fusion of his left ankle. Now, his doctor with the Veterans Administration told him that she wants him to take an anticoagulant after surgery to prevent blood clots. Well, there are other ways to do that, and you can do it naturally. The interesting thing about natokinase is an enzyme that actually dissolves blood clots. This cannot be done with blood 
thinner. So big difference there. And the only difference is with a drug, you might only have to take it once a day. With the supplement, you might need to take it more than once a day. Let's say two times a day at a minimum, maybe three times a day because they have short half lives. They're not formulated to last for 24 hours, but they have an effect for as long as they're in your system. So we have to be a little more vigilant when we're taking supplements. That is if we have a medical problem. We're going to talk about a study that looks at the mortality of elderly patients or the risk factors for surgery. And of course, we're going to look at the coronavirus. That's the buzzword all around the world. And we're going to look at that from a couple different perspectives, talk about the facts surrounding it. We're going to talk about how homeopathy can be used for it. And we want to get to the top 10 immune boosters for your pandemic or so-called pandemic preparedness. I think most of us are probably chasing ghosts and shadows because there's really not much to worry about. And we're going to tell you why a little later in the program. But first, let's get going with our obituaries. These are people locally here in Las Vegas and Reno in the state of Nevada where I live who passed away just this last week too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. We have a 51-year-old woman who passed away after a long illness, which she fought with courage, which most likely means she had cancer. 53-year-old woman who worked as a paralegal passed away. A 59-year-old woman passed away. Now, remember, the average life expectancy in the U.S. is 78.7 years of age. A 61-year-old woman passed away after a battle with cancer. 63-year-old woman passed away from cancer. 64-year-old woman passed away after a short illness. A 66-year-old woman, an elementary education teacher for Clark County School District, passed away unexpectedly. That's sudden death syndrome. 66-year-old man passed away in his sleep at his home. Also sudden death syndrome. 66-year-old woman passed away. 67-year-old man who worked for Sears passed away. A 69-year-old man, a master artist and creative woodworker and finished carpenter passed away. 76-year-old man passed away from cancer. 77-year-old man who worked in business management passed away after a long, hard-fought battle with cancer. And finally, a 79-year-old man who worked in hotel security died from Parkinson's disease. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll finish our review of obituary. Stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. 
I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. And thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're now in the second quarter of our show. Now, before the break, I mentioned our website, TurtleHealingBandClinic.com. You can actually reach it by going to THBClinic.com. But apparently, I don't know the email to my own clinic. It's actually THBClinic at gmail.com. So you can reach us that way. If you have a question, I'd love to hear from you. You can send your questions to THBClinic at gmail.com. Dot com or call us at 702-562-1454, And if you have a real question, I'll be happy to answer it either on the air or off the air. Either way, it always gets answered. I have patients emailing me all the time, and we're communicating with them. And I'm going to share with you an email a little later in the program. We sent out to patients just this last week as to how they can get a free booklet that talks about an old-time therapy that can be used to increase your immunity. It works very well as a prevention and as a treatment. In fact, I had a patient in my office this morning who got it as a prevention. Very interesting, very simple, very safe. And we'll talk about some other strategies that you can use to increase your immunity, even in times of pandemic. But let's continue on with our review of obituaries. Now we're going to look at international celebrity notables who passed away just this last week, too young, from diseases they shouldn't have had. Now, the average life expectancy in the U.S., as I said earlier, is 78.7 years of age. Now, that's according to the statistics in from 2018. Prior to that, however, life expectancy was decreasing in the United States for four years in a row, a new record for the United States. That does not portend well for our health care system that our government claims is the best in the world. What that means is that women live to be about 81 years of age on the average and men about 76 years of age. So let's get started and see what's going on around the world this last week. We have Dave Moundfield, an English actor and comedian on the Conan O'Brien show. He died at 50 years of age from cancer. He was 50. Jason Rainey, American guitarist at 53 years of age from an apparent heart attack. Jim Bartko, American college athletics administrator for Fresno State University, died at 54 years of age after collapsing during a workout. And he was taken to surgery probably for cardiac arrest or coronary artery disease that did not revive him. Sevanaka Arya, Fijian, rugby player for the national team, died at 55 years of age. Gustavo Bibiano, a Brazilian lawyer and president of the Social Liberal Party, died at 56 years of age from a heart attack. Marcelo Peralta, Argentine saxophonist, died at 59 years of age from the coronavirus. Now remember, if someone is dying for the coronavirus, they are already immune compromised. It does not kill a healthy person. And most people who get it are frankly asymptomatic to mild symptoms. But again, we're going to talk about this in more detail a little later in the program. Jeff Taylor, American professional basketball player, died at 60 years of age after a long illness. Pete Mitchell, English radio DJ and presenter, died at 61 years of age suddenly. Sudden death syndrome. Richanel, Dutch Disco singer died at 62 years of age from lung cancer. 
don't know if he was a smoker or not. Ted Cox, American professional Major League Baseball player, died at 65 years of age from multiple myeloma. That's a cancer of the bone marrow. Tatiana Poroshenko, Ukrainian 400-meter track athlete, who was the 1980 Olympic champion, died at 67 years of age from cancer. Sir Rob Finwick, New Zealand environmentalist and businessman, died at 68 years of age after battling cancer for five years. Ken King, Canadian businessman and sports executive for the Calgary Flames, that is 68 years of age from cancer. Tony Marshall, French actress, that is 68 years of age after a long illness, which is usually code for cancer. Santu Mukherjee, Indian actor, that is 69 years of age from cardiac arrest after suffering for a long time with cancer. I don't know what a long time is, but sounds like longer than one year. Richard Hanna, American member of the U.S. House of Representatives from New York, that is 69 years of age from cancer. Filippos Petzalenikos, Greek speaker of the Hellenic Parliament, that is 69 years of age after facing health issues for some time. Again, probably code for cancer. Remember, cancer is the number one cause of death in most of the industrialized nations around the world now. Now, there are some where heart disease is still number one, but here in the U.S., it's about 50-50. It's number one in Great Britain if you add all the cancers up, although they claim dementia is number one. But if you break them down, dementia is number one in Great Britain. Genesis P. Orridge, English musician and performance artist, died at 70 years of age from leukemia. Iftikhar Shah, Pakistani military officer and governor of Khyber, Pakhtunkhwa died at 70 years of age from a heart attack. Menahem Ben, Israeli poet, literary critic, and publicist, died at 71 years of age from a stroke. That's someone Nato Kainis would have helped. Farah Bortz, Reis Dana, Iranian economist, died at 71 years of age after being hospitalized for coronary artery disease and contracting coronavirus while he was in the hospital. Ahmad Tahiri, Iranian football coach, died after brain surgery tumor four months ago and then contracting coronavirus. Why? Because the brain tumor surgery made him immune compromised. Alejandro Betts, Argentine historian and political activist, died at 72 years of age from spinal cancer. Didier Pizasse, French actor, died at 74 years of age following a long illness which he fought with vigor and courage also known as cancer. Michael Rowe, a French-born British chef and restaurateur, died at 78 years of age from idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Hashim Gopayenaji, Iranian Ayatollah member of the Assembly of Experts, died at 78 years of age from the coronavirus. And finally, Hyun Kil-un, South Korean writer, died at 80 years of age after battling cancer for several months. Well, let's take a look at some of the things that uh, we want to get to today. The first of which is a study. It's fairly short, which is why I wanted to take a look at it. This is a study which looked at the risk factors for early mortality in elderly surgical patients. Cognitive, psychological, and functional impairments increase the risk of one-year post-operative mortality among older adults. Now, this is according to a national survey. In this survey, 1,341 patients aged 66 and older, individuals were significantly more likely to die within one year of major surgery if they had dementia or depression. This was after adjusting for multimorbidity and surgery type according to the research at the University of California, San Francisco. Now, as the researchers explained in the study, functional impairment was also associated with an increased risk of one-year mortality measured through the following. The amount of participants who needed help doing things like bathing or dressing, the amount they need assistance doing things like using the telephone or taking medication, and their inability to walk several blocks. So help with telephone, taking medications, walking blocks, and bathing or dressing. Those are the risk factors that increase their mortality one year 
post-surgery. Now, moreover, the one-year mortality increased along with the number of impairments present such that when zero factors were present, participants had a 10% mortality rate, whereas having one factor was associated with a 16.2% increased risk and having two was associated with 27.8% increased risk. The study mean age for the participants was 76 years of age. Now, 55% of them were female, mostly community-dwelling adults. In fact, 98% of them fit in that category. A majority were married or partnered, we're saying 63%, and two-thirds have more than two comorbidities that we mentioned others earlier. <laughs> Overall, most individuals did not need help with things like bathing or dressing or activities like using the telephone or taking medication. Cognitively, 23% were impaired and 6% had dementia, the authors reported, adding that one in four, 25%, were identified as having depression at baseline. <coughs> Not surprising, the presence of two or more comorbidities was associated with increased mortality at the one-year mark. <coughs> Well, that's what I get for eating crackers during my show. Well, recently, we looked at some of the data surrounding the coronavirus, and guess what? We're finding it's becoming no more virulent than the flu. In fact, it's targeted primarily to the immune-compromised individuals. Who can be immune-compromised? Well, frankly, anybody that's had the flu vaccine that actually weakens your immune system. And as we've stated before, the people who get the flu vaccine, if it's a live virus, are the ones who spread the flu vaccine. People are taking medication. Medications can also affect your immune system. So ideally, you are taking no medications. You are exercising and taking supplements, getting adequate sleep, and having a positive attitude. Those are the things that will increase your resistance to the coronavirus. As we mentioned during our obituary readings, there are cases of people who didn't get the coronavirus until after they went to the hospital, so beware. Now, currently, the death rate for the coronavirus in the United States is 0.2% compared to the flu at 0.13%. That's for the last several years. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, listening to The Royal Tree. Remember, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back. Stay with us. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. 
you didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This overload... Shannon Lawson here. Join us for the Nevada Radio Roundup, Fridays at 2 p.m. A Good News Variety Show all about the local scene. The Nevada Roundup, Friday at 2. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Back to the show. And I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal treatment remember you can always email me at thbclinic at gmail.com thbclinic that stands for turtle healing band clinic at gmail.com or call me here at the turtle healing band clinic 702-562-1454 now before the break i mentioned that the current death rate in the united states from the coronavirus is 0.2 percent that number is dropping as more patients are being diagnosed with mild symptoms or maybe even asymptomatic. As more people get tested, that number will drop. Now, this is compared to the flu, which is 0.13%. They're almost equivalent. And that number is based on the number of Americans that die every year for the last several years from the flu, which is approximately 61,000 people. Now, the CDC has predicted that one point Six million people will be one point six million people will be dying from the coronavirus, and if it's equivalent to the flu, they are way off base. Here's some interesting comments that were made by Dr. Nick Begich. He made some interesting comments about the coronavirus and the correlation with the 5G network, which has some interest. Stick with me and you'll see why. He says there's been a dramatic and a quantum leap in the last six months with the electrification of the earth. I'm sure you know a lot about what it is. It's called 5G, where there are now 20,000 radiation-emitting satellites in orbit around the earth, just like the radiation-emitting thing in your pocket and on your wrist that you use all the time. This is not compatible with health. I'm sorry to say, it is not compatible with health. This is a water destructuring device. And for any of you who say, well, we're not electrical beings, we're just physical matter, then don't bother doing an EKG or an EEG or a nerve conduction test because we are electrical beings. And the chemicals are only the byproduct of those electrical impulses. Anybody want to make one guess as to where the first completely blanketed 5G city in the world was, if you said Wuhan, China, you are correct. The susceptibility has to do with how much metal you have in your body as well as the quality of water in your cells. So if you start injecting aluminum vaccines in people, they become receptors for absorbing increased electromagnetic fields, and that is a perfect storm for the kind of deterioration of the species, which is what we are now experiencing. Now, he goes on to talk about a very interesting book called The Invisible Rainbow. It was written by Arthur Furstenberg. And in that particular book, the author talks about how pandemics have correlated with a change in our technological communication. Here's what Dr. Nick Begich has to say. What happened in 1918? There was a huge pandemic. And Every pandemic in the last 150 years, there was a quantum leap in the electrification of the Earth. In 1918, late, late fall of 1917, there was the introduction of radio waves around the world. 
Whenever you expose any biological system to a new electromagnetic field, you poison it. You kill some and the rest go into a kind of suspended animation. So that interestingly, they live a little bit longer and sicker. And then starts World War II with the next pandemic, with the introduction of radar equipment all over the Earth, blanketing the entire Earth in radar fields. was the first time humans have ever been so close to that. In 1968, there was the Hong Kong flu. And it was the first time the Earth had a protective layer in the Van Allen belt, which essentially integrates the cosmic fields from the sun and the Earth from the moon and Jupiter, etc. Integrates that and essentially distributes that to the living beings of the Earth. And we put satellites emitting radioactive frequencies in the Van Allen belt. Within six months, we had a viral pandemic. Why viral? Because the people are poisoned. They excrete toxins. They look like viruses. People think it's a flu pandemic. You can read about this in the book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, who chronicles all the steps in the electrification of the earth and how within six months there was a new flu pandemic all over the world. How did it go from Kansas to South Africa in two weeks so the entire world got the symptoms at the same time in spite of the fact that the mode of transportation was horseback and boats? There's no explanation for it. They just say, we don't know how it happened. Well, that's some food for thought about the coronavirus. And I actually sent an email to my patient a little earlier this week. And I'd like to share with you the contents of that because I think it's a value for you as well. The email reads as follows. The Turtle Healing Band Clinic recommends its patients protect themselves from the so-called coronavirus using homeopathic flu for Prevention. Now, this can be done daily or weekly. If you have a homeopathic flu vial, such as oscillococcinum, you can put a little bit in the capsule and take it every day, or you could take the entire vial once a week. So you can do this for prevention or for treatment. If you actually get sick with the flu or, let's say, the coronavirus, you take it every one to two hours until you are improved. I did this when I had the flu myself this last month. And within 24 hours, I was completely recovered. According to a well-known international virologist who actually was one of those who discovered the human immunodeficiency virus, or HIV, the coronavirus is nothing more than a flu contagion. We've already talked about that earlier in the program, for which one can take vitamin C and elderberry. And later in the program, we'll talk about the top 10 supplements for a pandemic, but these can be taken for prevention and treatment just as the homeopathic flu can be taken. In general, patients who are at risk for the coronavirus are immune compromised. And these can be people, as I've mentioned, who are taking prescription medicines, who receive flu vaccines, or who have comorbidities, some type of disease. Patients who are least at risk are those who are healthy, exercising, taking supplements, and so forth. Nevertheless, should any patients become acutely ill, the Terminal Healing Man Clinic recommends that they receive a homeopathic isotope with dilute hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid has been used for the last 100 years to treat infections. Its success was first documented in a booklet entitled Three Years of HCL Therapy. Now, this was published back in 1935. For example, one physician's patients who received dilute hydrochloric acid as a preventive during the smallpox epidemic did not die from the disease. In fact, they all survived and without any sequelae. So yes, we can use dilute hydrochloric acid in our office for the acute treatment of the flu. We've had patients who've been in bed for two weeks or three weeks. And after the isode injection with the dilute hydrochloric acid, they were on their feet and recovering within 24 to 36 hours. This is almost without fail. I've been doing this for the last 30 years successfully. If you would like to get a copy of this book, Three Years of HCL Therapy, please email me. I will put it in Dropbox and share it with you as I'm doing for my own patients. You can email me at thbclinic at gmail.com. That email again is thb for Turtle Healing Band Clinic at gmail.com. Well, let's take a look at some of the facts of the coronavirus. Let's go over it very quickly. What about mild or asymptomatic cases of the coronavirus? Well, a case study seemed to confirm the presence of asymptomatic transmission within China, where a woman was a febrile with no chest 
abnormalities or laboratory abnormalities. She did not develop the virus, but she did transmit it to five of her relatives. How infectious is coronavirus? Research out of China found a similar viral load in symptomatic and asymptomatic patients, which may suggest patients can transmit the virus whether they have mild or severe disease. How virulent is coronavirus? Well, cases in China have had a reported mortality rate of around 2%, but experts stated that once more mild cases have been reported, that number was expected to go down outside of China, uh, a mortality rate of 0.8% has been reported. Now, as I said earlier in the program here in the United States, that number is 0.2% and dropping. Probably will be equivalent to, if not less than, the percent of flu mortality patients in the United States, which is 0.13%. What are the early symptoms of the coronavirus? Well, a large study of hospital patients in China found that two-thirds of patients presented with cough and around 40% presented with fever. Gastrointestinal symptoms such as diarrhea and vomiting were rare, reported in less than 5% of the cases. But think of flu symptoms. Of course, we have the flu virtually all year round, so it's going to be hard to distinguish. How is coronavirus diagnosed? Well, there is criteria for testing that includes patients who present with fever and respiratory symptoms who were associated with travel to other countries and so on and so forth. A patient is swabbed and then a sample is tested via reverse transcription polymerase to determine the presence of viral RNA, which doesn't exist naturally in humans, which means that this virus is from an animal source. So you are swabbed and a saliva test is checked. Well, how severe does coronavirus become? Nearly all hospital patients develop pneumonia. How is this disease treated? Well, in China, researchers report the majority of patients receive IV antibiotics. Some patients have been found to improve even with supplemental oxygen, but it seems to me that medicine doesn't have much, if anything, against viruses and never did. This is where homeopathy can be helpful, and we'll talk about that a little later. What are the drug vaccine prospects? Well, this is where the real prize is for those who are on the race to develop it because vaccines can make them billions, if not trillions. The more to come on that later. What's the prognosis for patients with coronavirus? Well, reports from China indicate disease is much more severe in older patients. And guess what? There is limited data in children, but it does not seem to affect those who are 18, younger or less. So parents, relax. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break. We'll continue our discussions right after that break. So please stay with us. Would you like to increase your vitality? Disease develops within your body when the metabolic vitality of your cells is altered. Well, now there is a patented device that improves cell metabolism called Cell Vital. Cell Vital has been used for years by successful athletes to prepare for competition and improve performance. This is because Cell Vital increases blood and oxygen to your cells. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your Cell Vital today. Cell Vital can help with cell regeneration after an activity by reducing stress, as well as be used for treating bruises, sprains, and muscle aches and pains. Cell Vital has also been shown to be beneficial for digestion, PMS, and smoking cessation. Get lucky with your healthy call, 702-444-5825. Accessories are available to help with specific body parts, such as the eyes, ears, and teeth. Animals, too, can benefit from Cell Vital for bone, joint, and circulation disorders. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your Cell Vital. That number again is 702-444-5825. So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership. Competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. 
Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the fourth quarter of our show, and we still have lots to talk about. Never seems to be enough time. Remember, you can always reach me at thbclinic at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email with your question, and you can always call me here at the Turley Healing Band Clinic, 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454. Look forward to hearing from you. All right, <clears throat> let's continue on with our discussion regarding the coronavirus. We briefly want to look at how homeopathy might address this. Now, I share with you what I told <coughs> my patients in an email I sent to them to take homeopathic flu either a little bit daily or maybe a little bit more once a week as a preventive than every hour or two hours if they get sick. But let's see what others are recommending. The most commonly recommended homeopathic remedies are arsenicum album, gisimian, influencinum, mercurius, and argentum nitricum. <coughs> Interestingly, the government of India has officially announced arsenicum album as the likely prophylactic for the coronavirus infection. The problem with most of these recommendations is that they are not based on actual symptoms of affected patients. And those symptoms, physical, mental, emotional, and even psychological, are critical for selecting a homeopathic remedy. Now, the myth, of course, is that the coronavirus is fatal for everyone. I might have seen that way at first because we really didn't know how many people were infected. But as you mentioned earlier in the program, it's becoming no more innocuous than a flu virus, which we have all year round. And as I mentioned before the break, it is not affecting children below the age of 18. And children who do get infected are only developing very mild flu-like symptoms. We find this very curious. Now, keep in mind homeopathy is based on the principle that a drug will prove curative in a condition if it can produce similar signs and symptoms of a healthy human being during a proving or homeopathic trial. In other words, the things, for example, a virus might uh, cause, the virus can be used homeopathically to treat and neutralize. Homeopathy is Mother Nature's antidote. Think of it like that to your symptoms and to your disease. Now, here's a couple of interesting examples that can be used for coronavirus. We mentioned for the break that one of the most common symptoms is a cough. There are two remedies that help with this. Personally, when my patients have a cough, because throughout the year, they will get a dry barking cough. We use Drosera, which is something that has been found useful in a patients who uh, have this condition and work very effectively, particularly in children. It's a viral condition that these children get, and it is not something that can be treated with antibiotic, but works and responds very well to homeopathic medicine. Drosera can also be found in homeopathic cough spirit. But the two that I mentioned here are bryony and lycopodium. Let's take a look at how they differ. If you were prescribing homeopathic remedy and you were going to use bryonia, well, the cough would be dry, hard, painful, worse at night. You might have what they call sharp stitches in your chest with coughing and worse with deep breathing. That's 
bryonia, worship movement. That's a key for that prescription. There's also lycopodium. Lycopodium is a type of cough that is worse, lying on your back. You have a feeling of tightness in your chest with burning. And interestingly enough, lycopodium and bryonia are complementary to each other. So you could actually use a bryonia homeopathic and lycopodium and alternate them until you improved. So it could be one or the other or both, but the more specific you can be with your symptoms, the more targeted you can be with your homeopathic prescription. Interestingly, there's been some feedback, international feedback, regarding homeopathic prescriptions. So in Hong Kong and Macau, homeopaths have found that bryonium, gelsimium, and eupertorium have been useful. Another homeopath in Iran found antimonium tartricum useful, and one case from Spain was successful treating his coronavirus patients with argentum nitricum, which is a homeopathic silver, rumex crispus, and allium sepa, which is the onion. This is an approach that a homeopath might take, and just something to keep in mind, we have many alternatives for approaching a virus. Well, what are some of the top 10 pandemic supplements you can take to boost your immune system? Let's take a look. Number one is echinacea. Echinacea is widely used to fight infections and viruses, especially the common cold, the flu, and other respiratory infections. Some people take echinacea at the first sign of a cold, hoping they can keep it from developing, and others take it after cold symptoms have started to make them less severe. Scientific studies show that taking some echinacea products when cold symptoms are first noticed can modestly reduce symptoms of the common cold in adults. <clears throat> Number two, elderberry. Elderberry syrup is antiviral and stimulates a beneficial immune response. Like several other immune supplements, elderberry is an antioxidant. Research has shown that it can shorten the duration of the flu by four days on the average, if not stopping the flu and the common cold in its tracks. Number three, garlic. For thousands of years, people all over the world have hailed garlic as an elixir of health. Its cloves are said to help treat the common cold, keep the plague at bay, and even ward off vampires. For many years, there have been suggestions that garlic can help with a whole variety of medical problems, including heart disease, high cholesterol, colds, and flu. Part of the reason for this is that garlic contains allicin, a property which is released when you cut into vegetables. This, along with the antioxidants inside the vegetable, help to fight off infection and support the immune system. One study conducted by the University of Florida used a group of 120 people to determine the effects of aged garlic on the growth of immune cells and cold and flu symptoms. They found that taking aged garlic produces severity of cold and flu symptoms and that the symptoms also went away quicker. The overall conclusion was that garlic boosted participants' immune cell function. Another study conducted in Mexico used similar methods found that garlic reduced the frequency of colds in adults as well. Number four, oil of oregano. Oregano oil is an essential oil made from the oregano plant and is reported to have healing properties. Research shows oregano oil has antimicrobial, antiviral, and antifungal properties. In addition, compounds in oregano oil are also potent antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-diabetic, and cancer suppressor agents. Number five, we have the olive leaf. Ultimate usage of the olive leaf, according to folklore, dates back to the ancient Egypt and is referenced by Hippocrates. It's mentioned in modern medical texts as containing powerful antioxidants that can help give support to healthy immune system and promote overall good health and well-being. Number six, probiotic. Now, this can be tricky because a probiotic needs to be something that can actually get through the stomach acid where it's killed. So, it needs to be very potent or formulated to bypass the stomach acid. Dr. Tobias' deep immune probiotic has a shelf-stable formula, so you don't have to worry about refrigeration. This product contains a variety of beneficial strains of prebiotics and probiotics to promote health in the digestive tract. We in our office like to use the most concentrated liquid acidophilus in the world. It's made from the laboratory. That's one I like to use for more acute conditions. But we also have a product called Bacaflor, which is produced in Germany. It is formulated to get through the stomach acid. Number seven, vitamin C. Vitamin C is often touted as a natural cold remedy. The nutrient is featured in supplements promising to boost the immune system. Our bodies don't make vitamin C. Did you know that? That's why it's called a vitamin. We need it for immune function, bone structure, iron absorption, 
healthy skin. We get vitamin C from our diet, usually in citrus fruits, strawberries, green vegetables, and tomatoes. The most convincing evidence dates back from a 2013 review of 29 randomized trials with more than 11,000 participants. Researchers found that among extremely active people, such as marathon runners, skiers, and army troops doing heavy exercise in subarctic conditions, taking at least 200 milligrams of vitamin C, which is not very much at all, every single day appeared to cut the risk of getting a cold in half. Number eight on our list of pandemic supplement immune boosters is vitamin D3. Vitamin D can modulate the innate and adaptive immune responses. Deficiency in vitamin D is associated with increased autoimmunity as well as an increased susceptibility to infection. The immune system defends the body from foreign invading organisms promoting protective immunity while maintaining tolerance to self. That's important. Number nine, vitamin E. Vitamin E is a fat-soluble nutrient found in many foods in the body. It acts as an antioxidant, helping to protect cells from the damage caused by free radicals. The body needs vitamin E to boost its immune system so that it can fight off invading bacteria and viruses. And finally, number 10, zinc. Zinc is a mineral that's important to the body in many ways. Zinc keeps the immune system strong, helps to heal wounds, and supports normal growth. A severe zinc deficiency depresses the immune function and even mild to moderate degrees of zinc deficiency can impair macrophage and neutrophil functions, natural killer cell activity, and complement activity. The body requires zinc to develop and activate T lymphocytes. Individuals at low zinc levels have shown reduced lymphocyte proliferation response to mitogens and other adverse alterations in immunity that can be correlated by or corrected by zinc supplementation. These alterations in immune function might explain why low zinc status has been associated with increased susceptibility to pneumonia and other infections in children in developing countries and the elderly. <laughs> Interestingly, one of the signs of a zinc deficiency are the white spots in your nails. So to review, the top 10 immune supplements to take during pandemic preparedness are number 10, zinc, number 9, vitamin E, number 8, vitamin D3, number 7, vitamin C, number 6, probiotics, Number five, olive leaf. Number four, oil of oregano. Number three, garlic. Number two, elderberry. And finally, number one, echinacea. Well, we're going to have to wait till next week to finish our review of natural kinase. But I thank you for being with me today, my friends. And I hope your time with us has been well spent. If you've learned one new thing, then it has been well spent. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. Our purpose is to empower you, our listeners, with information to make better informed healthcare decisions along your journey to optimum health and wellness. We'll be back again next week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. But until then, my friends, be well.